This is TMBC. We're just like having bacon. Are you out of your fucking mind? They got my dick missing! Is that dirty enough for you? I don't know if you know this, but I don't speak Russian! Well, hello, beautiful. I told you those savages couldn't be trusted. This all seems horrible. What is the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? Give me a fat beat to beat my bicep. <laughs> Time to nut up or shut up. Let the games begin. Grab your hammers, bows, arrows, and arc reactors. You're in the Savage Land. Let's meet our hosts. First up, Matthew. Hello. Mitch. Mitch. Rachel. Hello. And I'm Jason. Let's get caught up. Uh, what have you guys been reading with? We'll start in the order that we introduced. Matthew. Uh, I've been reading and finally caught up and finished Why the Last Man. How was it? Uh, absolutely fantastic. That's easily one of the best graphic novels I've read in a long time. Um, anything Brian K. Vaughn touches pretty much is, turns to gold. I can agree with that. Uh, yeah. Saga, um, Ex Machina, the comic, not the movie. Yeah. Um, shit, what else? Oh, he, he, uh, he was on Ultimate X-Men for a while too, wasn't he? Oh, was he? I don't know. I think so. Huh. I think he was. Huh. That's well, cool. There you go. How anyway. far are you into, into Wild Last Man? Or did you finish it? I finished said? it, yeah. Damn. And I, I know and I want to talk to you guys about it, and you guys haven't read it. For our <laughs> listeners, if you're recommending the book, give us, give us your quick elevator pitch for this series. Uh, what's an elevator pitch? Like a brief... Like do I, do I, does, when I talk, does my pitch slice go up? And... <laughs> no. An elevator pitch is a... <laughs> So the reason they call it an elevator pitch is like if you run into some CEO ah, okay. of a good company on an elevator, you've got like a minute to impress him. Okay. Great. Fun. Gender dynamics. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Monkeys. Works for me. I'm sold. All right. Mm, Rachel. <laughs> what have you been reading lately? Um, I started reading Chew. How is it? It's very disgusting, but I love it. Because it's hilarious at the same time. Now tell us what Chew is about. Chew is about a detective who has psychic abilities by eating things. Explain. Psychic well, abilities by eating things. Yes. What, like so when he goes to a crime scene, he can eat, say, the body mm-hmm. of the deceased and see what happened to it. So kind of like iZombie. Yeah, but way more gross and uh, fucked yeah. up. That's fair. How far along are you in it? I'm only it sounded in, like a pregnancy uh, question. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I finished volume one. Volume one. Very nice. Very nice. Elevator pitch. Um, fucked up and hilarious. Nice. Mitchell. Well, I've been reading through Mitchell. the Civil War, Marvel Civil War, Fuck and all you. the side arcs. And then I just started with my daughter, the new Miss Marvel series. The new Miss Marvel series. Yeah, do you like it? I'm enjoying it. I with uh, it. Kamala Khan. Yeah. I read the first issue of that, and I, I haven't continued, not for any particular reason, other than the fact that I've had shit tons of other stuff to read. Are you, how, how far are you in it? I'm two books in. Two books in? Nice. How far are you in uh, Civil War? 
I'm past the main book four. I have no idea where I'm at in the side (laughs) stories. stories. (laughs) Too many to keep track of. I believe I just finished the third Wolverine book, I want to say. Next up is a Fantastic Four. There's a lot of tie-ins for Civil War. It's a big event. And for our listeners who are unaware and are wondering, wow, Mitch, you have such commitment to the Civil War story. (laughs) Why on earth are you digging into this? Well, the reason is we're going to be reviewing the shit out of it. Yeah, that's the main So read reason. the main story arc. Yeah, read the main story arc. It. And if you feel like being uh, a overachiever, as Mitch is, you can read all the tie-ins as well. But we won't make you. Because we'll it's worth them it. on the show. There are a lot of good stories on the side arcs. Have you, have you liked them so far? Most of them. There's a few that drag a little bit, but really? for the most part, they're all pretty good. I haven't dug too deep into the uh, Civil War tie-ins before. I think I read the Young Avengers and Runaways one, which I really enjoyed. I loved Runaways. Runaways yeah, is the shit. So was Young Avengers. When they put those two together, I was like, hell yeah! Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that, but other than that, I didn't really read much else of the tie-ins, so I'm looking forward to doing that. The new Avenger tie-ins are really good. Really? Yeah. I like new Avengers. I love Bendis. Well... I mostly love Bendis. There are a couple of things that he's done that I'm like, ah. But, uh, and for all those curious, I've been reading a lot of Green Lantern. Jeff John's run on Green Lantern, starting with uh, Rebirth. I read that the other day. Fucking fantastic. He's, he's, he's got that character nailed. Like, he understands the whole Green Lantern mythos. And he, he legitimizes things that you just think about, and you're like, that fucking sucks. Like, the whole ring's not working on yellow thing. <laughs> he fixed that. So there, and, and, he, and he explained why in the past. Like, he didn't just abandon it and retcon it. He, he goes and he, he... So the Green Lanterns all have the central power battery, right? And I'm going to do this very quick because we still have Ultron to, to review. But the Green Lanterns are all powered... Their rings are all powered by the central power battery. It's a giant Green Lantern. And inside that Green Lantern are their... Basically, their prison cells. And inside the prison cells, they trapped this being called Parallax, who is the entity that embodies fear. Um, and the, the color of fear is yellow. And that's basically, since he was inside the power battery, he planted that, that uh, defect into the ring so they wouldn't work against his power because he was in there inside the freaking power battery. Kind of stupid, right? Anyway, like it, it was, it was kind of stupid that they would put him in there, but Jeff Johns hadn't explained it, so it's like, oh, that's why for 50 years Green Lantern hasn't been able to use his ring on a fucking <laughs> tractor, because Parallax was inside there, and he was manipulating it. So then they have this huge event, the power battery gets destroyed, and then they make a new one, and guess what? No yellow defect anymore. It's fantastic. And now I'm about to start the Sinestro Corps War, or I guess I did start it, but I'm only a, a few pages into it. Pretty good so far, though. Anyway... When last we left you. Yeah, that went right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> it's, I know, I was just trying to explain it <laughs> oh, super Green quick. Lantern. Gotcha. But no, if you, if you read it, it'll all make sense. You definitely have to like, read to understand what they're saying. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty good stuff. And Jeff Johns is a great writer. He understands Hal Jordan and the entire universe way better than any of us mere mortals can. Um, but when last we left you in our Age of Ultron review... Discussion roundtable. The Avengers were in South Africa fighting. The Hulkbuster versus the Hulk. Destruction, mayhem, action. 
And now they uh, are heading off in the Quinjet. Okay. Defeated. Uh, so we just saw it again. Yes. Because except for, me. except for Mitch. Except for Mitch. But uh, pretty glad I did because I was not remembering anything the last time we had the had the talk. But mm-hmm. one thing that we did discuss last time was the whole Hulk comparison to Man of Steel and uh, Iron Man and Hulk battling and saving civilians and stuff. And you were you had mentioned many times like him throwing Hulk into cars and whatnot. Yes. So I was hyper aware of that whole discussion that we had mm-hmm. last time when we just watched it again. And I, uh, I feel the need to return to the defense of Tony Stark uh, and his actions in trying to get Hulk out of there. I, I Because okay. here's the sequence of events, because I, I was like... You're watching. Watching and calculating. Okay. Mm-hmm. He grabs Hulk, smashes him along the concrete, starts punching him. Hulk disables his arm. And when his arm's disabled, as he's waiting for his new arm to come down... He punches him straight into some cars. He punches him into some cars. Soon as he gets his new arm, he locks Hulk up and tries to get him out of the city. That's the... That's the but then he se- swings an elevator right into a crowd of people. He swings an elevator after Hulk disables whatever flight system he's got. No, no, this is before that. No, Hulk, no. Hulk sends him crashing into that building. Yeah, and then he picks and up... Then, and then, then, he, then, he, then he catches the elevator. Yeah, he catches the elevator, the people, gets the people to get out of there, and then but then... flips it over and smashes him and with And smashes it. Hulk. Because he's in, in the middle of all those of people. people. Right. Because he's in the middle of a crowd of people, and he's about to go rampage unless Tony can just knock him down. Go into the, I, so go into the defense of him. Watching, yeah, watching it this time, I do... I have seated a little bit on it. Because it wasn't only Iron Man, it was also, you know, Cap, and, like, there were a bunch of other times that they were focusing on it. There were still a few moments that irked me, but it's not, like, I, I'm not quite as, I guess, butthurt about it as I was. Well, I don't think you should be butthurt about it. I don't think that's the whole... No, not at all. I mean... <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I agree with Matt, though, because I also think it's hard to multitask. It is. You're trying to get the fucking Hulk off of you oh, yeah. and out of the city. You can't be completely aware of your surroundings. Yeah. So I think he was just trying to do everything at once, too. Yeah. And it definitely the dialogue definitely sort of stated the fact that Tony's objective was to get Hulk out. And yeah. It, you know, as quickly as possible. The one thing that was super weird is that, like, so he and Hulk smashed through that first building, right, with the elevator and all that shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then when he decides to smash him through a different building, he looks into buying it, but he like, like, what's going to happen with that other building he smashed up? You know what I mean? Oh, he'll pay for it. I hope. Anyway. They said they were sending the, what, Stark, the, uh, Stark relief team or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. It was good. It, they were good touches. I, there weren't that many moments that were bothering me at all. No, that's all. I just, it, being able to get the sequence of events and actually kind of paying attention to how that went down due to the conversation we had last time was... Yeah. I just wanted to see, like... Did I remember that correctly? Because the first time I saw it, I definitely felt like that scene was long, and this time it was it was it's short. It's like two minutes. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not as long as it feels. No, it's it goes by quick. But so we have uh, we have now the Avengers heading off in the Quinjet. Maria Hill is talking to them over the intercom, and the moment that I finally noticed after seeing it five times was when well, I, like I noticed it, but I didn't really think about it. it. Says that the news are loving them, everybody else not so much. Which sort of just plants the seeds that like the Avengers aren't really in the public favor. I think the movie. beginning of the movie plays that out too, where you've got the robots and people are throwing them. 
But the, and but that was more on so- Sokovia's scale, yeah. though. You know, like setting up that they hated Tony Stark, and I, I do, yeah. Like I think it led into it where it's like people already hate them, and now it's like growing more and more. The more destruction they sort yes. of cause. I like I like the way that it's building, and I think that in Civil War we'll probably see like we'll probably get that where like the news feeds of what was happening when she says the news is loving them. Civil War might start off with all these news feeds talking about you know like the destruction in South Africa, the Sokovia, whatever, all this like. And then what the you know what the fuck are we going to do about this type type situation? I think that'll be a huge starting off point for him, and maybe even whatever ha- uh, happens That'd be in really Ant Man. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they're flying off, and then this is you know this is finally when we see Hawkeye's family and house and life that nobody knew about. Fucking weird. They are beautiful. They are ultimate Hawkeye is is going strong in this series. Man, Velma still got it, too. Velma does still have it, and she may still have it for another half a movie. I hope so. <laughs> Until she dies. Um, <laughs> I hope that, too. That Baron Zemo, dude, he wants answers, man. He gonna, he gonna kill Hawkeye's family to get some answers. That's all, that's, that's all I'm saying. And we all want it to happen. We kind of do, yeah. I don't like Hawkeye with a family. I really I don't, don't either. It's weird. It's I just hate families and want to see yeah. them torn apart. And I don't want him to retire. You know what I mean? Just keep fighting Hawkeye, yeah. you douche. You selfish yeah, prick. Exactly. Who are you to raise children and have a wife? Yeah. Um, I like him. <laughs> yeah. He he was funny. I like, and that's the thing I like is, Hawkeye having a family too. Really? Yeah. I, li- I like him I being snarky and, and talking about shooting Quicksilver. That's how I like him. That was, I laughed really yeah. really hard over that this I, time. Okay. So I don't know if this was bugging you guys. I, I mentioned it to you while we were watching the movie, but... I might have been angry at you, though. You so. were really angry, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hawkeye's quiver. Did any of you guys notice how there was always oh. one arrow sticking up above the other ones? Mm-hmm. I figured out why. It's a conveyor belt, yeah. and so it pushes that out. Like it, yeah. So that way there's always an arrow sticking up for him to grab. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't oh, realize okay. that before. Yeah. But yeah. Duh. Duh. It, was, it was driving me insane watching it. Because I was like, why is there one arrow sticking up above the other ones? And then there's just like a little like half a second where they show one moving in and going up. After I don't he pulls think it he out. had that in the first Avengers. No, in the first though. one he had the rotating one that would like put oh, them together. Okay. But yeah, this one's a little. Cause, and I think they mentioned like Hawkeye has an upgraded quiver. And I just didn't even fucking pay attention. Um... Well, why would you? Yeah, exactly. It's fucking Hawkeye. I mean, come on. Just kidding. He's my favorite Marvel character. Not in the movies, but in the comics. Well, he kind of stole this movie. He really did. Um, we also get our kind of, I guess, our second glimpse of the Bruce and and Natasha relationship when they're in uh, in the bedroom and talking, and Bruce makes a really dumb face for a second. Uh, um, <laughs> there was also... Okay, I... I burst out laughing almost in that scene because there was just like this crazy blatant Gillette product placement. There's oh, like, yeah. they're sitting there talking and then it's all of a sudden the camera's in the bathroom like looking at them through the doorway yeah. and then just Gillette shaving cream. The very Ooh. least Gillette could do is make those razors for us. I yeah. mean, those are cool. Those are pretty cool razors. I would if I shaved, one. If I shaved my face at all, I I'd buy I one would. just to have it. I don't shave, but <laughs> I would have a razor just to have one yeah. because they're cool. They are cool. I'd collect them all. If they had made like a trimmer, then then yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then also Thor flies off and and does his little just abrupt peace out, dudes. It's kind of di- like that. That was one moment where like you can see Cap's just like super pissed off that Thor and like he he makes reference to it later. Like yeah, Thor didn't tell me shit at all. Fuck him, type thing. 
Like he should have <laughs> trusted me more. Yeah. Instead of just flying away. Yeah, or at least being like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna figure out what I saw in my vision. Like I guess he sort of explained it, but not really. Like I'm gonna go to this lake that gives me magical visions, and talk to Selvig and dress like an emo hipster. Um. So we get that happen. He goes and grabs Selvig. Goes to the uh, let's see, what do they call this? The waters. Um, let's see, the well of seeing, a mythical location where people could experience their dreams. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> the shit is ridiculous, but I think it's only ridiculous because of the editing on the movie like i think that there was some shit that and obviously there was like in the trailers we saw like that woman that was in that scene that didn't end up being there um yeah kind of focused yeah on her yeah but for no reason at all it's weird it like because i in the original like in the trailers it looked like we were gonna see her in this scene talking to him and like what joss whedon has said is kind of hinted at that and it seems like they cut out a whole lot of that shit and so it makes a lot less sense and when Thor's like cut swimming. Out Loki. And they did cut out Loki, which sucks. It does suck. Although there was some good, like. But I, I get it. He doesn't really need to be there. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mind it. I, I liked Idris Elba's cameo. Like, he, he was, for the fact that he was only on the screen for like 30 seconds, he was, was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he sees, you know, the. So it, that scene does also let us know that Thor is aware of what happened in Guardians of the Galaxy. So he knows about the Tesseract, the Aether, and the Orb. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, da, 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 go but back it's to the... kind of weird, though, because... And then he comes and uh, brings the vision to life. But yeah. you don't really see the vision in his vision. You just see his eyes. Yeah, the yeah. vision's eyes for half a second. So it's kind of confusing there yeah. for I a think... minute. And it's probably another thing where, like, in the original cut, it probably showed a little bit more of the vision in that. But then since they edited it down, they were just hoping, like, okay, we'll show his eyes for a second, and hopefully people will understand what he sees. You yeah, know? I think you don't need to tell that story twice. Like, one and one on one side, Tony's doing his thing with vision, and the other side, Thor's doing his thing with that, vision. Okay, it yeah, leads that to the makes same more place. sense. Yeah. But just initially, when he shows up and he's doing it, you're a little confused. Well, I, think that's, it, it I think that's what's kind it. of exciting about. It. Well, we're jumping way ahead on that. Yeah, scene. sorry, yeah. that was me. What were? <laughs> it's all right. Um, what were your thoughts on the whole Steve and Tony scene when they're chopping the wood? Cap's a badass. <laughs> that was pretty impressive, <laughs> just ripping that log in half. But that that little disagreement there. I mean, it's it's kind of just their their whole foundational thing is Cap. Cap wants to be the guy on the front lines fighting for their freedom and Tony wants to come up with a solution so that they don't have to keep fighting so that something else can do it for them. You know what I mean? I definitely showed their personalities. Yeah. And, and sort of why they're different. Cause that's, that's really the big conflict of it all is like, you know, why the fuck should you build these suits? That's what we're here for. And then Tony's like, well, we shouldn't have to be here. You know, like he wants to kind of have his life. Whereas cap doesn't have his life. He's, he's already past having his life back. And so I think Cap is in the state where, like, that's really all he knows. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't really have much to lose, whereas Tony kind of wants to, you know, be spending his time with Pepper and, and whatever. Um, well, and, right, and Tony Tony in Iron Man 3 just had such devastating 
things happen. PTSD, to, yeah. Yeah, so I think he's in a position now too where he right, he doesn't he 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 it's too fresh for him. Whereas Cap Cap's kind of used to crazy shit happening at this point. Well, not only used to it, but then he, you know, he he's out of time. He's it's a new world for him and yeah, 70 years, man. You know, his all last he, connection all he was really knows is fighting. Right. Exactly. He knows fighting, war and and all that. Um, and then, you know, Tony goes into the, into the barn to work on the tractor and Nick Fury shows up. Yay. Hooray. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was cool that he showed up, but I don't think it was crazy necessary. No, I don't think it was. And I, so I think it was, and we were kind of talking about this earlier. I think it was made necessary because they needed a way to save the people of Sokovia when, when the, when they, when it was written that they had no way to actually save the city when it was either the city crashes into the, into the ground or blows up. Um, and so at that point, they go, oh, well, shit, we've got all these people in the city. What are we going to do about that? And I think that's when Nick Fury got written into the script is when they realized they needed a way to save all those people after the city goes into the sky because obviously they wouldn't all just be out of the city all of a sudden when it went into the sky. And that's when he, yeah. We'll talk about that part later where that comes in in the plot. But I think that's why they put him in so that they could have that sort of escape raft for all the people in the city rather than, you know, just them getting killed or something. Um, and then we get uh, Ultron. And this this scene was interesting. I'm interested to see what you guys think of this scene overall. This is when... We go to Helen Cho's research lab in Korea, and Ultron is there waiting for her to um, get her to make him his new body. What? I, what? What? What were your thoughts on the way that this whole, like the way that he handles this, the way that, it, like with um, with Wanda and Pietro, like Wanda discovering what's really going on and the mind gem and all that. Like what were your thoughts on how that was all handled? I, I liked it. I thought that, uh, he, that Ultron sort of really embodies just like a really petulant spoiled kid, you know? And as soon as he finds out, as soon as what, as soon as Wanda finds out her main plan and she, uh, releases Cho from the scepter's influence and, uh, Cho stops it, and he just, you know, he tantrums. He just shoots everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that was awesome. I think that's great that he just he has no control over. Same with when he uh, chopped off Claw's arm. He just he, he has no control over his, and knowing what an emotion is. Or, or that's fair. Yeah. Him. He just kind of tantrums out and freaks out at people as soon as they uh, as soon as they do something he doesn't like. Yeah, I agree. I thought it brought him a lot of character, too. Yeah. And I, so, it was interesting seeing Tony comment on how Ultron keeps reverting back to the human form, even though he wants to wipe out humans, you know, but he keeps building himself in a human image. And I think that's one reason why they went with the ever-so-controversial Ultron mouth. <laughs> and what, what are your guys' thoughts on the Ultron mouth? 
Didn't we discuss this a little Did bit we? last time? We might have. Yeah, I brought it up because I thought it looked super weird. It's hard. Yeah. It's like, and and even weirder is now this time I realized he's got teeth behind his lips. Where it's like, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, too, that just looks weird. It made it look even more. Yeah, weird. I'd been listening to another podcast that had brought that up before the movie came out. And I didn't even notice him though. I I think that's the reason that they had him do that because they were talking about like, even though you know, even though he hates humanity. He still keeps recreating himself in the human image, and I think that's one reason they gave him the mouth is to make him a little bit more like a human, you know, in in his form. Because I think that's sort of built into his psychology, where you know he was he was kind of programmed to be a person, you know, to protect people and help people, and so he can't he almost can't help but being as human as a robot can, you know. We could even add into his ego a little bit where. I mean, full set of Thinks he's teeth, a person. social status type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure that Tony's got a nice full mouth of teeth that are straight and white. Yeah. And then, let's see, we get here now the uh, transporting of the cradle and that whole, uh, that whole scene. Um, when they're driving through the city, the motorcycle, the fight with Cap and Ultron. What was that, that whole sequence... I personally, I thought that that was probably the best action sequence in the movie with Cap and Ultron and Black Widow and the trailer getting thieved and Hawkeye asking how Black Widow wanted him to take it was disgusting and, and <laughs> funny. <laughs> did, did anyone else like want to laugh every time they saw the the semi trailer going up into the sky with those robots carrying it? <laughs> I laughed it so, hard. so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty ridiculous. And like, why? This is the other thing. Why do they have arc reactors in their faces? Those robots. That part know, was a little was weird. Super to me. cool. It was cool, but it was weird. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, Those so I, I wanted that to call back to to like later when they're fighting all the robots to have them open their faces and shoot lasers out of them. So that would have been cool. See, and they could have done that. Yeah, it would have been really cool. And they didn't. They, we could have had like our Dragon Ball Z moment of like freaking Vision's eye beam, and then the robots. Face beam going at each other, Kamehameha style, and see who wins. We got that <laughs> a little bit so at the lost. end, but yeah, I don't know what you're talking Dragon about. Dragon Ball Z, they'd shoot their energy <laughs> I know, beams I know at what each you're other. Yeah, about. it's almost like when you'd cross streams as a kid or whatever. Same type of thing. Never cross. Streams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still lost. Wow. Actually, I'm more lost than what I was before. <laughs> so in Dragon Ball Z, they can release energy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Ultron. Uh, no, so yeah, so so here's here's. And I mentioned this while we were sort of just briefly chatting on there, but I'm comparing this whole scene, because it's primarily cap fighting, uh, to all those fight scenes in Winter Soldier. And it, and it just, this, while, yes, it was a good scene, it didn't have that intensity that it did in Winter Soldier, where you saw all the moves, you saw, like, all that choreography and, that went into it and how great it looked. And this was kind of like quick... Choppy, yeah, super quick. not a lot of moves. You don't really get to see what's going on. Like I remember, there's that one particular scene where, like, he somehow like does something, and Ultron flies off the uh, the truck and hits a cement post or something. And it's oh, like, wait, yeah. what? Uh, okay, I don't. Uh, you can't really see how he threw him off. It's just like, so it's good. I like it because it's fun. I like that kind of quick stuff, and that can work well. But with having seen Winter Soldier and knowing how awesome those guys did their fight choreography, yeah. It was a little. I felt that was a slightly lacking. But I think Winter Soldier had the perfect balance between 
Dark Knight Rises style fight scenes and the fight scenes that we see in this movie where mm-hmm. this is super quick and choppy, you know, super just fast paced, getting everything done super fast. And then in Dark Knight Rises, it was like super long, drawn out, brutal. You see everything, but like it's just super slow. With Winter Soldier, they kept it fast paced, but at the same time, all of the moments of impact had impact and you could see developing and yeah i agree i think the winter soldier had the best fight choreography of any marvel movie uh yeah so that said i still i mean like widow riding through on the bike was super cool i love that bike by the way catching I really up want with it. cap shield was cool where's yeah. i maybe i'm just crazy but where's iron man during all this um he was oh he was in ireland at the internet hub that's right to find that's uh right. who was yeah. stopping the nuclear codes no oh yeah when he's like I'm hacking into your internet codes. And you don't want me to? Yeah, yeah. and then the, the <laughs> girls taking the selfie in the background. Yeah, that was good. Oh, that was good. Um, I did like part of this scene, though, when Cap is surfing on a crashed car for a second before he jumps back onto the trailer with Ultron. Did you catch that little yeah. moment? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Fucking great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I like Hawkeye just posting up in the jet. That's great. Yep, Hawkeye just takes a trailer straight in the butt. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's just like setting that up like how do you want me to take it and her just saying you might regret that you asked that just, it was good enough that it was like okay kids aren't gonna aren't gonna catch on to what's going on but then you still get that you know right after that she says ass and that's just <laughs> awesome um so then ultron gets to sokovia where he builds himself another new body and this- where he takes widow with him yeah, he does. Yes, yes, he does kidnap Black Widow. That moment with Hawkeye was pretty uh, real there, where he's like hesitating to go. It's like, yeah. do you have eyes on Natasha? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's good. I, by the way, I love the new Quinjet. Oh yeah, it's super cool. The whole like, I love how the cockpit has like that helicopter style glass everywhere. So you can, there's those moments where Hawkeye's like looking down and shit. It was good. Um, but yeah, so Ultron makes his vibranium, ultra juiced out, puffy body. Um, <laughs> The whole <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even catch that joke the first time we watched it. Where Stark says, "You're looking." Puffy? I don't want to say puffy. <laughs> Vibranium cocktail. Yeah. That was way good. And now here is here is kind of the uh, the everything picks up speed. Like this whole sequence is where kind of the movie you know just gets super rolling right into the third act where. Ultron goes there and makes his new body. He's got Black Widow in the cell. Um, at Avengers Tower, you know, Tony sends Hawkeye to go downstairs and figure out if he can find Widow while he then convinces Banner to create the vision. Well, that, well, that, that shot while Ultron's talking to Widow and he smashes his fist through the old body to like, present the new one. Yeah. That was awesome. That I, was loved, cool. I love that yeah. shot. Although I think about like the logic of it. I'm like, why wouldn't he keep that one to fight later because it's better than all the other ones still like because he's upgrading himself and showing yeah. that he can upgrade himself yeah i well, think so like, too i, I think, the other I think robots that's the, who's boss i think that's the petulant well, no what thing. i mean though is like so yeah he gets his new form but why wouldn't he keep that body to use as oh, i got you i just think, right i think he just he's that's yeah. that's him that's his he's done he's discarding his you. old shell yeah yeah yeah. It's fair, and it's what he did in the comics and still does all the time in the comics is just keeps upgrading himself. It was just like, I just kept thinking about that. I'm like, shit, like, at least, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
So, and then, yeah, we get the mad scientist scene with uh, Tony, you know, being who he is and just manipulating someone into doing what he wants them to do. And we've got Banner's best, perfectly timed pause where Tony's like, we're going to do this. And Banner just looks at him for about two seconds and says, oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, before he even starts. Before he even starts, he's like, like, right when Banner's like, well, I think we can, you know, wipe everything off or whatever. And Tony's like, yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Then they just kind of like look at each other. I was like, oh no, uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh. And then later, I'm stuck in a time loop. <laughs> we just did this. <laughs> and I like that Tony still get, convinces him to do it. Like, regardless yeah. of the fact that his better judgment is telling him, do not fucking do this again, Tony just like, you know, still manages to be the sociopath that he is and convinces him to do it, which is great. Poor Bruce. So then we Poor get, Bruce. then we get the, the, the best, uh, foreshadowing we could have ever possibly imagined when cap comes in and uh stark just throws yes. the glove on and smashes him with one of those repulsor rays right in the chest yeah that this sequence was good i really love the tension in this one. Oh yeah no yeah. this is great hell. definitely and I, you know what and so it's going back to what we were talking about that's why i like how thor just pops in out of nowhere in this scene because that is with so no far. explanation really i mean a little bit with the whole well thing or whatever yeah. but yeah because it's already super tense, and then out of nowhere, Thor pops up and starts smashing that thing with electricity. I thought that was yeah. very cool. No, well, I, I think it's awesome. I just think from someone that doesn't know what's going on, I do know what's going on. But someone <laughs> who doesn't know what's going on wouldn't yeah. know but what the hell's so going on. You know, I mean, like that. I could imagine if you didn't know what's going on, that'd be a pretty awesome thing to have just happen. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I. The one thing that I think, even though Joss Whedon has, you know, in some ways overloaded himself and, and gone crazy, the one thing that I think he has really done well is stay true to who these characters are. Like with Cap, ever since the first Avengers movie, Cap has been who he is in the comics as far as like his main defining feature is that he is a master strategist and tactician, and that's who he is in this movie. He's constantly, you know, calling the orders, making the battle plans. Thor, arrogant does his own thing, does not explain himself to mere mortals, and, and just kind of you know, goes on his own and, and does whatever you know, Thor thinks is right without listening to what anybody else says, then you get Tony, who is always going to try and convince people to do what he thinks is the best thing to do. And, and I don't know, it was awesome. And that's, and that's why I think it is so perfect that A, Thor you know, just took off with no explanation, and then B, he just comes in, he sees all these motherfuckers fighting each other and like going crazy. He comes in, doesn't bother to stop them fighting, just grabs some lightning and shoots it straight into vision. Like, that's who he is, you know, like that's that's just Thor. Um, But yeah, I mean, the whole scene was was great, you know, the foreshadowing. First, we have, you know, Quicksilver just running around and disconnecting all the wires and pissing everyone off. And then uh, Tony, you know, pulling out his gauntlet, or, or no, Hawkeye shoots through the glass first. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Great little moment where Cook's like looks at the <laughs> bullet like, the fuck is this? <laughs> For a second, and then falls down. And then... Um, With the second of the three, didn't see this coming, did you? Yeah. There's a lot. This, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um yeah, and then, yeah, uh, Tony blasting Cap with his thing, Cap throwing a shield, and, and like, man, holy crap. It was so tense and so just it perfect. It was very, very tense. Yeah, and then finally it gets resolved after Vision just, like, blasts Thor and then just stands in the window just staring at shit for a second. 
It was, and it was a nice touch. With uh, this is one reason I'm glad that they at the last minute decided that they wanted to put Danny Elfman to help with the musical score. Because right in that moment when Vision's looking out over the city, you just start to get this little bit of like a relaxing sort of tone in there that sounded exactly like it was Danny Elfman doing it. Um, and it just sort of like established like okay, I'm getting you know like yeah, less tense now. Things are calming down. Out. Yep. And then we get the amazing five seconds of silence following the Vision doing what no other besides Thor can do. Of just well, let's <laughs> well before we hop to the yeah the the, uh, the eye opening scene that everybody mm-hmm. spazzed out about was. Uh, <laughs> You know, so the Vision's never been one of my favorite characters in the comics. Like I've always thought he was kind of cool, but I never really got to know him, and I never yeah. really read a lot of comics with him in it. Same here. Um, but man, he looks cool in this movie. The, yeah, the makeup was incredible. Uh, he looks. The only part that sort of takes me out of it is his eyes look a little. I mean, I guess he is supposed to be a basically human. Yeah. If so, when they do the close up of his eyes, because yeah, when it's like, and that's the part that's always thrown me off. Mm-hmm. It sort of makes sense when they do the close up because it like it looks like a some sort of circuitry or whatever right. his eyes. But then when it's afar, it just looks like regular fucking eyes. Yeah, so that's the that's the only. I mean, other, it's like the dumbest yeah. complaint. I no, I and I love the costume too. I have a, a minor complaint yes. with him that's also equally as <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like I I I get what he is. He. Is a robot. Yeah. And, uh, but I like the scene where he gets his cape. He looks at Thor's cape and he's like, hey, I like Awesome. I love that too. He just grows his cape. <laughs> but his cape is all like CG. And, I, and looking at it, it, like it kind of pulls me out of the moment. Really? I thought it's, I liked his, I thought his cape looked really cool. I, I get why they did it, but it looks like that, uh, um, yeah. It looks like that sort of like space foil they have on yeah on, yeah and i thought that was pretty cool i liked it i i liked it but i also definitely see why it would be distracting and why you might not like it yeah it is distracting yeah it's still really cool yeah i, I think when i first saw it it was a little distracting but then i saw it later on i'm like oh that's cool the the thing that i think of and i, I love his costume the thing that i think of when i look at his costume is it looks like it would fit perfectly in with a lineup of DC's new 52 costume redesigns. And what's making me laugh about it kind of now is that I look at that costume and it literally looks like the same exact type of segmented, different, you know, design patterns that DC did with their new 52 costumes. And I'm hearing some of the same people say that they love this Vision costume that said they hated the new 52 costume redesigns. And it's just another one of those things that's really bothering me about people just randomly deciding to hate DC. But I'm glad that they didn't the ground him either and make him look more human-like. Yeah. Yeah. I it was agree. really cool to see something that came almost straight out of a comic book page. Yeah. That, I mean, really, 10 years ago would have been really goofy and nobody would have gotten behind oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, and I like that they actually play to that in the film, like when he's fl- when Rhodey's flying around and Vision just shows up and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phases. Into that, phases into that yes. dude and, yes. and rips him apart, and Rhodey's like, what the... <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah, he's like, okay, what? <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, and, and the thing is, like, they barely changed anything from his comic book origin. The only difference is that the Yellowstone is the mind gem, 
and not the uh, little ship or whatever. I think it still was the mind gem in the comics or something like that. But they had, it was Wonder Man's uh, consciousness that was inside of it in the yeah. comics without yeah. his memories. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that changed, which I'm kind of glad for. Because who the fuck wants to see Wonder Man in a fucking movie, right? Nope, not me. Yeah, me neither. Whatever I do. Really? I'm just kidding. Okay, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> this is a weird time to get in defense of a character. Well, so any... Uh, any coincidence that the f- that the first shot of the vision, the next shot was Scarlet Witch? Hell no. No. No, exactly. Yeah. Her, yeah, and her face as he's standing out there on the balcony talking to Thor when she's just sitting there staring at him. They're teasing it so hard in this movie. Like, that, when, yeah, that they're was teasing my it reaction all over the to place. seeing him. Yeah. Because I don't know why, but vision yeah. doesn't do you wish? Me. Do you wish Scarlet Witch had her weird face... Costume thing. Oh, the little the little TRF crown thing. Yeah. Kind of do too. They and they had had a few costume designs that had that on it, but they kind of went away from it. It was weird seeing her hair lighter at the end too. Yeah, that was. Was a that bit jarring? For anyone she else? didn't yeah, look like, like the, the same actress at too. the end. Yeah, it no, looked she looked different. Different. Yeah. yeah, but no, I liked the costume. Um, I like the costume too, and I and I and I don't think you need that because you look at everybody's costumes, and other than Thor, who's got a pretty good excuse for having an extravagant costume. Yeah, they're more or less toned down from the comic books and a little bit more grounded and I like that. I think that's cool. I do really like random quick comment. I love how pure just like blood red Thor's cape always is. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. sticks out like a freaking sore thumb. I love it. Um but yeah anyway and I, I, I do love the little moments where Scarlet Witch keeps staring at the vision and it's good it's good stuff. Man Scarlet Witch is gonna have a bad few years. Yeah. Lost her brother and now she's Thanos gonna she's, she's gonna, gonna lose vision. Boy toy. I mean, yeah. that's sad. That is. I feel for. Her. And then, so this is something I thought of, and this is way off topic on go for a, it. on Age of Ultron. But so now that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are no longer mutants in in the in the in six one six universe, yeah. Does that completely negate the power of the entire House of M event? Well, I mean, Secret Wars is going to negate the power of everything anyways. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, if you go back and read it, now that it's been, like, retconned and whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same juice as it did. Nope. And I think that's a... I just... Anyway, my point is, that's a mistake. You yeah. don't change characters' origins out of something petty like wanting to get rights for your characters when you have such powerful things in your in your comic yeah. history. I always... going to get sort of downgraded. Because continuity is always so... F- fluid and a lot of times gets reset i whenever i go back and read something i go back and read it as an independent story oh sure and i will too i mean i you know it's your choice whether or not you want to actually like own that retconning and i'm fine with little universe resets here and there but i just i don't know i guess the 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 main point was that that they're doing this they're they're acting against these copyrights to like try to yeah, fight against it is a little petty. It's a little dumb, but anyway. Yeah, so we get uh, the entire team after that. Yeah, um, Vision grabs the hammer, and we just get like five seconds of like stunned silence with everyone looking at each other. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's gonna go down as one of the best moments I've had in a movie theater. Hell yeah, um, so good. Where the entire the entire audience is it's like their whole. I mean, when we saw it opening night. That happened. The entire audience was completely oh. breathless. Well, everybody was stunned. Yeah, yeah, for that for that 
they moment. like timed it like, in the film just well enough. I mean, perfectly. So you are reacting. It's like you can't yeah. compute what you're seeing for a sec. Yeah. And then every yeah right. And then everybody's like, oh yeah, <laughs> so great. And I just love that. I mean, that's that's you know, I think that's half the fun of when we go see these movies is you want moments like that. You want those. Luke, I am your father moments where you're just you get this something amazing happen. Yeah. Uh, and I love that s- sort of camaraderie that the audience can feel together. Oh, yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's Joss Whedon's probably biggest strength. Uh, oh, yeah. That, I mean, well, I mean, I don't think we've had a, one like that in the, you know, when Thanos turned around after Avengers, we had a moment like that. It was similar, but like Four a lot of fans. though, that was the problem yeah. because, uh, yeah, you know, general audiences. Knew- that yeah, was. you get like you, right half the crowd is like cool, and the other half is like leaning over, like who's that? Who's that? Yeah. that purple guy? <laughs> yeah. When we saw that, but. Desmond yelled out in the theater, "It's Thanos!" <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm like, man, my he was three at the time. I'm like, man, my three year old knows more about who this guy is than most of the people in our <laughs> theater. Um, I there there is one thing, and I think like it is such. A crazy, awesome coincidence that Paul Bettany was the person that they decided to have as the voice of Jarvis in the first Iron Man movie. Coincidence? Uh, yes, because Joss Whedon was the one who said he wanted to bring the Vision in, and Joss Whedon wasn't involved until after both oh, of those really? movies. Yep. Oh, crazy. But yeah, and so the, the biggest coincidence, I think, is that Paul Bettany is a tall person. He's a really tall actor. I think he's 6'2", 6'3", which for actors is, is pretty tall. I mean, in general, it's fairly tall, but it's really tall considering he's an actor. And so when you have those scenes, like especially that scene, when he's there with all the actors, you'll notice he is standing shoulders above pretty much everybody else. Yeah. Like when, when Banner comes up to him and tells him, you know, like if, if whatever Banner says to him and he goes, he goes, what are you going to do? You know, when Vision responds to him and says, what are you going to do? Banner's head is like up to here on him. Yeah. He's just towering over everybody else, and it almost makes him appear even more... Are you hand gesturing in podcasts? I always hand gesture when I talk. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I hand gesture. And when Banner's no face looked like this, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when Banner, when Banner is going up to him and talking to him and... and um, give me crap. Yeah, I know. But he just he towers over everyone else, and I think that's another sort of nice effect to him is that he just is kind of just this other not otherworldly, but he does seem just above everybody else almost, you know. Although I could have gone with a little bit more Jarvisy robot tone to his voice, other than purely human. Yeah, but I think they wanted to make it so that like he was he was an android, he was a man made creation, but he you know he did have sort of a soul and a consciousness, and he was with all intents and purposes a human. Because that, that is kind of the vision, is he's, you know, the living robot. Like, he's yeah. he's got, you know, basically everything a human has except for the physical organs. So, um, so what's the uh, what's the joke that Vision does uh, as he's walking, oh, as he walks by? I can't remember the when joke. When Tony's like, he's going to wait for us to show up. Oh, you know, yeah. He, he, wants, he wants to see Iron Man, oh, or he's right. going to wait for Iron Man. And then uh, and Vision's like it just walks by casually like yep he hates you the most <laughs> yeah. and he just keeps walking just, yeah just keeps walking straight on past <laughs> so good um, so yeah they uh, they prepare to leave um, first course of action they start evacuating the city um, and this is this is the part that I loved with Cap is like Cap is just sitting here explaining the entire plan strategizing every step of it you know like it's true to Cap just like all right we're gonna save the civilians keep the war between us. You know, you do this, you do this, get Romanov, whatever, you know, like, 
just plan it all out. Um, just like he did in the Winter Soldier at the end, you know, like same type of thing, and same with uh, with the end of Avengers. Um, so they they evac this, evacuate the city, citizens. Uh, Iron Man confronts Ultron inside the church, um, and then the Vision comes in and locks Ultron out of the internet, which was a nice little effect to you know make sure there weren't any plot holes of like, well, I mean, you know, Ultron could still be out there because he goes into the internet type thing. It was nice for them to actually make sure they were covering up little plot holes like that. Um, yeah, and I, I love that shot. Vision de- descends down into the church, and Ultron ascends to meet him, and they both are floating above it. That's good. And it's, it's almost like looked, a Sistine Chapel. Oh, type thing. It, yeah, it looks yeah. really cool. I like that a lot. Um, although they went a little heavy-handed with the symbolism after Vision locks him out, he like stretches back in the Christ pose right after. I thought that was a little much. When he like falls to the ground in that Christ pose. Oh, I didn't catch that. Spreading his arms out. I don't know. It was. It was a little weird. Yeah, it was it was awkward. Um, but anyway, so they they do that. Uh, Banner finds and frees Natasha. Um, which then she has an awesome scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, when she pushes him into the chain. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Like you know, you're you're adorable or whatever she says. But I need the yeah. other guy. Well, so okay, so that that's just that that moment in that scene to me justifies this all this like conflict about the widow banner relationship because she has a relationship with him. They're you know they have sort of an, the, a more of an intimate relationship. She trusts that Banner will be able to see her. After she forces him into going green, that she can get him to turn back. Yeah. And I think you get that. You feel that. It's not, it's, it's more, I don't know how to say it. It's more defined, I guess, that you can sense that relationship between them versus like a heartless widow just like, I'm going to push you in yep. and let the Hulk destroy everything. Yeah, because they have that little moment where they, you know, like they look at each other and then he takes her up to the. Um, to the battle, it was that was good. I don't know. I've got to disagree. I don't think he needed the relationship to have that connection so much. I yes and no because the thing is, if they didn't have that relationship, then that would mean that it could just as easily be Cap or Hawkeye or somebody else doing it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, if she was just one of his teammates, then that would mean all of his teammates would be able to calm him down. And we've seen that that's not the case because he's fought all of them. Pretty but I much. think you can have a connection without it being romantic. And yeah. up until this movie, I always thought of it as being a connection, but, but not romantic. The hard part and is really it's a quite shallow romantic. But the only other the only this. other person that's ever able to calm Hulk down has been Betty. Yeah, and the and the thing which is, goes back to where is Betty? Doesn't no the point that doesn't go to back to where is Betty. That goes to the point of to calm Hulk down requires a deeper intimate connection. Yeah, because Banner and Hulk are are Banner and Stark are basically best friends. And if Stark can't calm him down, and has to sit there and fight him through an entire oh, city. Oh, speaking of that's one of my I just remembered that that uh, Stark's line where he's like, "Oh, don't call him Puny Banner." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but that's but that's that's my point though that yeah. that Hulk always has required uh, some sort of a love interest to be able to calm him down. Yeah, because and that's the thing is is yeah, if they were just really close friends, then it would have the same logic with Tony. Like, well, why isn't Tony there calming him down? Because he's really close with Tony, and obviously we've seen that Tony can talk him into recreating a murder bot. 
But let's face it, women are better with their words most of the time. So well, but Benner's not but listening she, to words yeah, when he's the Hulk. She doesn't use her words. Yeah, she just They're she's just like, hey, touch. big guy. They're using their connection. Yeah, it's mostly about touch. their connection. I don't know. Exactly. I'm still not buying it. Yeah. But I also didn't send Joss Whedon hate mail over it. Yeah, holy shit. Just so shit. we're clear. Fuck. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it took away from the movie at all. No one just it was just a little annoyance I had. It was no more than that. Why would you send someone hate mail? Like, I yeah. can understand, like, if you want to say, like, oh, hey, I didn't really like that direction. But if you're, like, actually just like, you suck, you ruined the character. Like, and fuck you. And sending death threats. Yeah. Over. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Fuck off, you animals. Like, I mean, I'll Jesus. watch it again, and I mean, I'll just be like, oh, okay. I don't care for that, well, but like, I'll move on. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that if I really movie. thought about it, I could find something out of every Marvel movie I didn't care for. Exactly. And that's just the one I didn't care well, for in this movie. There are moments in any, like in any adaptation, no matter what it is, if you're adapting a book or a movie that's, that's gone before or even a TV show to a movie or especially comic books, there are going to be things that are different and things that you don't like. I can point out a million things in the Harry Potter movies that I don't like from, from the books, but I love those movies. Absolutely, I love those movies. And same with the Dark Knight trilogy. What, where the fuck is Batman's detective skills? I still love those movies, though. Like, it's, it's dumb. It's, ah, fuck those people. Anyway. <laughs> I will say the Fisk-Vanessa love story is a much better love story. That's, yes. that's a better love story than almost any. Jeez. Yeah, oh, but it's, easier it's to, the greatest love story of all time. It's easier to make a love story in a television show. It's true. You have a lot more time to develop the relationship. Because, yeah, I mean, they... By the time that they are even starting to be romantic with each other, yeah. you could have already watched Ultron twice. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, you got to put it in that perspective and then realize, oh, yeah, they didn't really have a lot of time to develop this relationship because Banner hasn't shown up in any other movies apart yeah, from Yeah, I think Avengers that's one of my and, problems. It just seemed real shallow. I mean, we're from, okay, there's a spark here to let's make sex jokes about the shower to they're kissing to, oh, Banner's shooting himself off somewhere. To stay away from her or something? No, because he knows he has some element. There's some element of Banner while he's Hulk, and he knows that he's such a uh, force of nature and causes so much destruction that he needs to take himself out of the equation. Here's another. So, and Joss Whedon, in his interview with uh, Empire, revealed that he was trying to tease Planet Hulk a lot, even though Marvel has absolutely no plans for Planet Hulk. But it keeps the door open just in case. Just if in they case, can get yeah. the rights back and But did you I guys like that. did you guys notice that line of where in this world am I not a threat? Where he kinda like emphasizes that, like yeah. where in this world, hint hint, wink wink, nod nod, am I not a threat? I think they played it off well because they one, did. you get rid of him for civil war because yeah. you don't want him involved in civil war because he's all. too powerful. Yeah. They and, want it to be more grounded. I mean, then you've got the opening in case if they do get the rights back that they can go in the planet Hulk direction if that's where Marvel chooses to take it. Yep. Yeah, and, and Joss is, so Joss actually in that last scene when, when Hulk is in the Quinjet, Joss originally had the uh, the visual effects guys have him like on the edge of the atmosphere with stars in the background and Marvel made him made him tone it down just just so that they're not teasing it quite as heavily because then I think it would hint too much to Universal that they really wanted the rides back and so then they'd jack up their price probably, but who knows. Well, and they probably it's didn't want to get people's hopes up either. Yes. Man, I, I don't know why Disney part. just doesn't go and say, we've got all the money 
Because what Hulk, do you want? <laughs> Hulk hasn't Hulk hasn't proven that he can support his own film. I mean, if you look at the Incredible Hulk and regular Hulk, they were mediocre successes that they can get out of pretty much any other franchise. So why pay the extra money? That's their logic with it, and I tend to agree. I mean, you know, they no damn it, I want Planet Hulk. <laughs> I do too. I don't care what Disney wants. I do too. Um, I'll spend their money for them. I don't want Planet Hulk as much as I want World War Hulk. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, but you have to have Planet Hulk to have World War Hulk. Yeah, That's but you could just gloss over that in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he went to space and now he's back. He's pissed. Yeah. That's exactly. He didn't appreciate us sending him to space. Oh, he went to space. Cool, he's back. Now he's pissed. <laughs> well, they could even, I mean, just throw out, hey, watch the Planet Hulk animated because that was one of their better animated. Well, the problem with Planet Hulk animated is it, it well, actually, no, it doesn't really involve any characters. No, you could, you no. really could just watch the Planet Hulk animated and it would work just fine. And it's really good. I, that's probably my favorite Marvel animated. It was really good. Ads. It was good. Of the new. Yeah. I guess the only thing that wouldn't be explained is like, oh, Doctor Strange is with the Avengers that are talking to him. Oh, and Reed Richards is in that scene. <laughs> they they just like make this shitty ass Photoshop that's just Captain America's face over Reed Richards. And you're like, why is why is Captain America with the smartest people in the world? That's weird. I mean, they don't even have to make it officially canon. Just I mean, yeah. do like oh, a release yeah. Yeah, on Blu-ray. Hey, buy this if you want the backstory that leads to World War. I, yeah, I or read the comics. I don't know if they'll do that with the MCU. They they tend to to really stay strong with all their threads. Yeah. No, I would be I would be surprised. I think what they'll probably do is. Get we're him we're into, talking about this like it's a reality. Get him into space with the Guardians or something, and like get him into space so somehow. Much. Have him be sort of a side character. He'll I be good that. in there. But I don't, I don't, I don't see <clears throat> Planet Hulk. Yeah, I don't World either. War Hulk, just because it's too much of a side subplot that's carried by Hulk. That yeah, yeah. maybe don't. they could throw it in as like an Easter egg. You see, the Guardians pass by a planet, and there's the Hulk, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's pissed. We're getting out of here." Something like that, yeah. Just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, I want Banner with the Guardians, though. I really would love to see him in Guardians too. but anyway. Um, I also want to see him in Thanos <laughs> get in a fight, but that's another thing. Uh, so they get back to, uh, they're in Sokovia, they're helping the citizens, um, you know, get out of the way, and the ground's getting kind of crazy. Um, then it goes up into the air, and we find out sort of the machine that, Ultron has set up with the vibranium where he's got this giant vibranium power source shaft in the middle that's creating a magnet to hold all the land together and then all those like um, they looked like arc reactors that were flying yeah. into the sky I still really I was really hoping that this was going to be the origin for the floating city the Inhumans lived in hmm. I was really crossing my <laughs> fingers for it um, anyway uh, and then we find out yeah like if it crashes down to the well, ground then it's going to how do we know they're not already in a floating city? They could. I just I thought this was how they were going to explain it, and so I was getting really like stoked, like holy shit, holy fuck, this is where oh, Quicksilver exploded. and Scarlet Witch originated. <laughs> they're technically inhumans in here, and then it exploded. Fuck those guys. No, they're not technically inhu- they're not inhumans at all. Uh, they were experimented on, huh? But like, we don't know if those experiments involved Terrigen Mist or not. I doubt it. Because, I mean, that was... So, in S.H.I.E.L.D., explain to me this. The Inhumans that are in S.H.I.E.L.D. right now, do they have any involvement with HYDRA? No, no. HYDRA was looking for them yeah. at the same time S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Okay. But they never found it. But I think HYDRA knows about the Terrigen Mist and everything. But nobody knows where to find it. They went to that one city where they had Sky and Rain change, but that's it, and that got destroyed, so... Hmm. 
I would be surprised if Hydra used Terrigen Mist. I think it's all science experiments. Hmm. Unless they were already passed. I mean, they said they volunteered before. for the experiments. Yes, they did, so. and they were the only ones that. They and they, the and, they spec- that and they and they said that they used Loki staff for those experiments. True. So. They would have been before Bahrain with so based so, so so technically they're Thanos' children. <laughs> he was behind the whole gym thing. I, think I guess. I mean, Thanos, Thanos caused children. them, caused them to be existing. But I mean, his children are are another Stark story. Caused Ultron. Fair. That's I fair consider argument. myself to be a son of Thanos. So <laughs> then we get the whole thing where it's like, oh shit, this is all going to hell. What the hell are we going to do? There's tons of people on this island, and then holy shit, all of a sudden we have Nick Fury rising up on a platform, almost like he's in a Greek tragedy in a Deus Ex Machina to save the day and write Joss Whedon out of the corner. Um, yeah, this is where we get the helicarrier out of nowhere with Nick Fury standing on it, and. Uh, the life rafts, and we also got a cameo from the one guy from the Winter Soldier that was like, no, I'm not launching those ships. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, <laughs> we're all locked-topped and locked. There's, we, the eagle, do we, there's people in the boat. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good little light. I liked that. And that guy looks way too much like Chuck, though, don't you think, from the TV show, Chuck? Never watched it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw did. commercials for it. That's all I, I really watched know. Sure. Yeah, you knew a guy. Yeah, I, I knew a guy who watched that show, but he just he looks like the guy in the commercials. <laughs> is the, really the only feedback I have on him. No, I like this whole sequence with just the Avengers just handling shit. You yeah, know, really, just sort of like making sure that people are safe. There's a lot of I love that that dialogue between Widow and Cap, where you know he's like, "We, I won't accept uh, anyone left on this. Anyone left yeah. on it, and you know, and then with her saying, "Well, we, nobody's leaving. We're yeah. not leaving." It it just felt like a little like the whole just the whole Nick Fury involvement in this movie just felt a little cheap to me. But get over time, it. I know it's it's, it's hard to write a movie like this. I don't think it's just me. It is. Just I you. thought it was. I, I thought it was classic fine. Fury. Yeah, I liked it. He just shows up in the freaking helicopter, <laughs> which is the kind of literal definition of a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, great. I don't. I mean, I have no qualms with the Deus Ex Machina. I think that I can be if, it, if, if there's a reason that effective. there's a name for it is because it's an effective storytelling. Technique. But it's also overused. So, and it's 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 kind of cheap sometimes. It's just, so is a superhero movie. Yeah. It's just it's just like somebody randomly just like oh they showed up and now this problem that we had is just solved because this guy showed up like. Yeah. I just I don't like that whole idea, divine intervention type thing. But anyway, uh, moving on from the, yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anyone in the MCU closer to God apart from Thor? Let's be real. And even even Thor, like Nick Fury, I think would challenge Thor for his godhood Thanos. status. Thanos is above a god. Thanos is Satan, not a god. Which I mean, he actually <laughs> that's why Jim Starlin made him is so he could write Satan stories. Um. He's he's actually said that himself. Do you think we'll see Lady Death? I hope. I Me hope too. So. I mean, the whole grin that he had about death and all that in I the will first flip one. The I fuck bet. out if they show Lady Death on screen. Well, I think they'll definitely give more of a <clears throat> reasoning and purpose for Thanos. If he just if he's just a generic like, I want to burn everything. It's like. Yeah, you know, it won't be as interesting as the you know. But do you think general audiences would embrace the kind of? Oh, I'm in love with this. I'm yes. going to kill the whole universe. If they've been on board to this point, yes. 
Yeah, if they give I hope it, so. if they give him a right, like they actually give him a backstory. Like I bet you Infinity War start out with like a brief history of Thanos or something. You forget audiences were on board with Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's but cool. we saw where that went. Well, the they, first one was successful. The just, second one, not so much. Well, it's because they all saw the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, yeah, they, they reassemble at the church. They're sort of surrounded by that main central thing, the the big, oh, if you twist this, it's totally going to shoot the thing back into the earth thing. So they're defending that thing in the church. Um, seems like a remarkably easy thing to accidentally uh, push. Yeah, it really Slightly does. twist this, it'll reverse the thrusters. Gosh, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I know, they don't have, like, two safety keys like they normally do with shit like that. Come on, Ultron, you stupid ass. Jeez. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, then the helicarrier does show up, and War Machine comes out to start getting rid of the uh, Ultron bodies that are flying out. Notoriously um, absent was Falcon, who I was right? really rooting for. What the hell, man? That would have been a perfect scene for Falcon to roll up with his dual AK-47. I would AK much rather have seen Falcon than Rhodey. Uh, yeah. I like Rhodey, but I, Falcon's just... I know. I he like killed it in both. the Winter Soldier. Or yeah, both them both great, just yeah. flying yeah. around, quipping, and like giving us a little preview of the new Avengers. Like, exactly. oh, yeah, these guys are great. Freaking flying in the air, shooting things, buddies. Although I do like... Rhodey's got a better sense of humor, and I think that's probably why they left with just him. I don't know. He's, Falcon's pretty funny. Man, I, I love wrote, him. I made breakfast just if you guys that. eat that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't really wish I was there. I just wanted to sound tough. Come on, he's got a sense of humor. <laughs> so yeah. like, or, no, he's like... Telling the story, he's like, oh, that, that, that story usually usually kills. <laughs> that story kills. Why do I even talk to you guys <laughs> yeah, anymore? Exactly. That story kills with everyone else. <laughs> so good. And then his validation face <laughs> when everybody does yeah, laugh totally. at it. Examining everyone's face like, yeah, they thought it was yeah. funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a war machine story, man. Oh, oh, then it's very good. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really liking the new Avengers lineup. I think it's going to be pretty good for probably the half movie we get it. Um, yeah, that's weird to me, too, that they're setting up, they've got, like, here's the new team, soon to be dissolved. Yeah. <laughs> soon to be uh, okay. Civil War, and then they fight and hate each other, and then they're sort of back together, but it's probably going to be tentative, and it won't be up until Infinity War that they're really back together. Anyway, that's just my theory, though. Um, so then they get all the, uh, civilians onto the rafts, um, and the last remaining Ultron bot claws up and twists the little death knob. That little bastard. And so then the city starts. Oh, you just skipped like one of the most powerful moments in the entire movie where, they get it one on the rafts, except for one little boy. Oh, did I miss that? That Hawkeye totally went and ran over to grab. That. Oh my goodness! Come on, how could I have done that? Why would I have done one that? One of Hawkeye's best lines ever. Why would I? He's a oh, Hawkeye hater. I did miss that too. That's what he is. He's why, like, I don't do like this. Hawkeye? I'm not. I'm not a Hawkeye so hater. I'm a Death of Quicksilver hater. I, I, Dude, I love it. I'm fine that they killed. I mean, it was, I thought it was a powerful, and it gives them more of a reason to avenge. Okay, let, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, disappointed we lost him, but somebody needed to die. Well, I mean, Cap already said someone was going to die, yeah. so yeah, I guess someone needed to. That somebody seems... needed to, and we got it. So, okay. and I mean, out of them, Quicksilver's probably the one I that him. I cared the least about at this him. point. I almost would have rather Hawkeye died. I liked Quicksilver no. more. No, 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 
than I did the first time. He's like he's like snarky. He, he really and, grew on me. Yeah, and I was actually more upset that he died this time. He's than a the douche, first time but I in the right it. way. Like yeah, he's. I I would have loved to have him keep being on the team and just being that asshole that like keeps talking back to like you know especially Stark, but also like Cap and I don't know. He's he's funny. I, no, I did like the interactions with him and Cap. Yeah, um, I. I they like they teased us a little bit right before when Caps, you know, when Cap says the line of "If you get hurt, keep fighting. If you die, walk it off. Or if you get killed, yep. walk it off." Yep. When he <laughs> says "If you get killed," it is a long, just still shot of Quicksilver just standing there. <laughs> if you get killed, and I'm like, "How did I miss this? <laughs> How did I not see this the first time?" And then with Hawkeye, and it was Hawkeye when he says, "If you get hurt, yeah, you know, like if you get hurt, and then it's Hawkeye sitting there, and then if you get killed, and it's freaking Quicksilver." front and center douchebag um there's joss trolling you man fucking joss fucking joss he talked about that in the interview too how he wanted everyone to think that hawkeye was gonna die and he was so pissed that before the movie came out it was confirmed that hawkeye was gonna be in civil war he's like damn it <laughs> he got so yeah, took some away from it because i saw Did. that and yeah i was convinced before the movie that he was gonna die and Same. then i saw that i'm like oh shit yeah i was convinced before the movie he was gonna die and then when i actually saw it the first time i had forgotten that he was that he was confirmed for civil war and so like i was kind of like it was leading up to hawkeye dying and i was like holy shit but then i was like maybe it's a little misdirection and they're gonna kill his wife so i was like oh shit they're gonna kill his wife in this movie holy shit fuck whatever i don't think we knew her enough to care about her though I think if they had killed her, like, right toward the end, like, if Ultron had escaped and grabbed her, instead of escaping and just going to that random fucking forest where Vision found him, if he had escaped and gone to Barton's house and killed her, and then they had to show up and fight him, and then the end is super somber, and it's like, oh, I'm super sad face Clint Barton now. But... I think they would have had to kill the kids, too. I think that's that's too dark, and this universe just isn't gonna go that dark. Oh, I think it'll go that dark. I think she's she's gonna die. She's got a ticking time clock. Yeah, maybe. I think the universe definitely gets that dark. Maybe not an Avengers movie. In Civil War, she's going to die. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that all happens. And um, there's a character death that I'm just going to gloss right over now that we've talked about it and opened that wound back up. Um, the The city starts plummeting back to the ground. Thor and Iron Man hit the pole on both sides so that the shock goes outwards instead of downwards so that it's saved. Um, yeah, conveniently. Are you rubbing your eyes, Jason? I don't bit. know if you're crying a little bit over this Quicksilver deal. He's <laughs> too young. <laughs> and, he's, and he's part of the tracksuit mafia from Hawkeye Comics. <laughs> he's <laughs> East European and he wears a tracksuit all the time. And Too I, many I would have loved it if they would have thrown in at least one bro in there. <laughs> you didn't see that's coming, bro. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. speaking of those guys, that guy who was like, but does he Avengers? I love that guy. Yeah, I hate him. I love the <laughs> I line, but I hate the guy. I remember you were making like mocking it, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna watch for that guy. And I remember, and yeah. I was like, wait, no, this guy's fantastic. <laughs> yes. I love this guy. I love the the line. I just hate the actor. No, he nailed that it. Been the Holy best monotone. Part of our last podcast. Oh. I listened to that on like repeat. I may make that a ringtone. <laughs> but as you avenge us. <laughs> I, do, I hate that kid. Anyway, I, really I hate his stupid that. face. His, and then he says it again. Yeah, yeah, so monotone, and the accent is fine, but so we monotone. We won't surrender. 
I'm going to surrender. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's good. what I like. I like that, too. I hated that Strucker was in it for such a short amount of time, though. I liked yeah. him. I like that actor a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Ultron's found by the Vision. They have a really, like, Vision has a really touching speech there. It kind of, it, it made me think about life a little bit. I like, no, I like that interaction. Toward the end, you know, he's like, yeah, they are doomed, you know, but they're worth whatever he says. It was, it was. At least they nice. didn't put like a superimposed Tony Stark in the sky above them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yes, boy. my children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then the dust is settled. Um, a new Avengers facility has been built. Um, uh, and, which was a scene that I thought was ripe for teasers, and they didn't put any in. Easter eggs, I guess. Joss wanted to. Joss wanted Spider-Man and Captain Marvel in that last scene with the new Avengers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Marvel was like, nope, we got other plans. They wouldn't let him put Captain Marvel in, at least? Yep, because they got other plans. Well, but that's what we I'm saying. We don't have a cast yet for you don't have. You though. wouldn't have had to see the actors. Just like, they're moving a bunch, they're like panning over a bunch of gear, just like have... Some stuff that's well, what I'm thinking an outfit is, or like a symbol or something just like casually draped across a table. What I'm thinking is that they have an origin plan for her that wouldn't make sense if they teased that. Yeah, fair enough. And same with Spider-Man. What um, outfit do you think we're going to see her in? Definitely the Captain Marvel outfit. It's got it. I, I, I would be bummed if it was the Miss Marvel no, outfit. Yeah, there's no way they put her in that outfit. No. I don't know. I kind of like that outfit. I like the Captain Marvel outfit which is with the, with the faux hawk and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah that's an awesome that outfit. One. So we get Stark retires from the team. Um, Clint returns to his family. Thor believes that the Mind Stone is secure with Vision and then goes back to Asgard to investigate what's going on with the rest of the Infinity Stones. Um, let's see here. Oh, I missed that part. Well, yeah, because yeah, then he burns the hole in the grass and Stark makes some joke about like... Yeah, like, I remember that. No I remember him returning. I just didn't realize that he was going back to... Yeah. Because he says, on what's going on. Oh, yeah. he says this is the fourth Infinity Stone to appear in the in um, the recent months or whatever. Um, okay, now that you search for that answers, yeah, refreshing me. Um, and then Black Widow is told by Fury that possibly the Quinjet was uh, um, found in the ocean, but they're not sure. And then we see the new um, Avengers team with War Machine, Falcon, um, Wanda, and Vision. And then the scene with Thanos grabbing the Infinity Gauntlet. If that was Wanda. <laughs> I mean, I, it just did not look like the same. It didn't, but when I, I mean, when I looked at her face, like it, it was her yeah, face. She just looked same, super different. But, yeah. So we have... Wait, we just totally glossed over the Infinity Gauntlet, though. No, we didn't. Thanos grabs the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet. <laughs> oh, my God. Ta-da. That was the best thing ever. It was good. I, I was squealing like a little schoolgirl. It was ridiculous. I liked it, but... Shut up. Don't rain on my parade, damn it. He's going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to kill you. you. No. I, uh, my only problem with it is that I feel like every other movie has set something up, like something that we didn't expect almost with their post credit scenes. And this one was like, yeah, it's Thanos again, just grabbing a piece of metal that he's eventually going to put gems in. But right now it's pretty much meaningless. I agree. Yeah, I think why is I, he putting it on if there's no right? Like, I mean, I guess it hurts when he for punchy powers. It, yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's gonna go get him now. He's like, I got this. Yeah. I mean, he's probably gonna go choke the collector out first and grab the uh, the orb or the ether, the ether because the Novacore has the orb. Um, yeah. 
Which I wonder, maybe that'll awaken Adam Warlock. I hope so. I wonder if Adam Warlock's going to be Star-Lord's dad. I, I wonder if I've they're going to make theory. him Star-Lord's dad. I'm not sure. I thought I, I don't heard think that, I'm sold. but now I'm thinking maybe he well, said something completely different. Yeah. I don't know, unless, because they have the moment where Glenn Close's character is explaining how he's got something He's like a celestial, yeah. 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 So I don't think it's going to be Warlock. Yeah, it might not be. It might be Star Fox, which would be a very interesting way to take it. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's all I can think of when I say Star Fox, <laughs> and it pisses me off that they named him Star Fox. <laughs> but As long as we get slippy. more Yondu. Yes. Yeah. So, at the end of this movie, here is where all of the Avengers and Avengers main characters stand. We have Captain America, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, War Machine, Falcon, Vision, Maria Hill, um, Helen Cho, and Eric Selvig are all part of the new Avengers facility. And working with them, it is not apparent whether or not they are associated with S.H.I.E.L.D. There was nothing to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. in that facility. However, there were a lot of people that were former S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, but none of them were current S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in this movie. Maria Hill was working for Tony Stark prior. Uh, Nick Fury's not associated with the New Avengers. He is just chilling. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Cho, like, none of them are part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so I wonder if the Avengers are just acting as their own entity that somehow has tons of money, even though Tony Stark isn't involved with it. Maybe he just built them a facility. But I don't know how all those people are, like, getting their livelihoods because they're working with the New Avengers. Like, how are they making money? I'm, I'm just going on a limb, and I'm going to say Stark's funding it. Yeah, it could be. And maybe maybe that's one of the conflicts in Civil War is he's like, all right, I'm not funding this team anymore unless you guys freaking work for the go- or whatever. You know, who knows? Um, but yeah, Tony retires from the team and is working on something, which is probably going to be something involved in Civil War, obviously. Fury, we have no idea what the fuck he's up to. Um, Thor goes to investigate the stones. Hulk is in the Quinjet and Hawkeye is with his family. And that is where we will we, so beautiful. Uh, leave them off. I, it's almost sad because it was a really good ending for a lot of characters that if they wanted to stop it, but yeah. they can't. I feel really bad for Hawkeye. That's all I can say is that that poor little bastard. Man, forget that. I feel bad for the Scarlet Witch, man. Yeah. I feel bad that for her. That girl's going to have a bad set of years. So is Hawkeye. They all are. Hawkeye's about to get his wife killed, man. She's already lost. And he's her about to brother. get tortured by freaking. He's about to get tortured by Baron Zemo, and he's gonna have to look <laughs> at that ugly ass burned face. Not only is Baron Zemo's face possibly, but also Crossbones' <laughs> ugly ass burned face. That's two burned faces <laughs> of Hydra agents that are gonna be torturing him. That is way too many burned faces. Quicksilver man, he's dead. He is dead. I'm oh, really yeah, looking. Spoiler alert: to... Quicksilver's dead. <laughs> Well, I would hope that people Her aren't worried are about spoilers at this point if they've listened In to the In part two podcast. of the spoilerific Ultron review. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it! <laughs> I should have seen it before I listened to this. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, so overall, I'm going to give it... I'm just going to go ahead and arbitrarily rate this movie. Um, Do it. Make up your own scale. I will. 63. <laughs> Out of? I don't know. No, so I'm going to rate this one lower than a lot of the others. I thought there was a little too many plot holes. I didn't really like Stark's characterization as much. Uh, Ultron was goofy in a good way and also in a really bad way. Um, So it's going to go 
Let's. I would give it a B minus. Maybe it, maybe a B. All right. What about you, Mitch? And you don't need to use the same grading scale. If you want to use a different grading scale, you I've can. I've already got mine. Just give it your grade. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five, I think. Minus those little quirks I had with it. I loved it. Ultron has become one of my favorite villains in the MCU, if not my favorite, passing Loki and everybody else. I loved his little temper tantrums and everything about him. And I thought he had a lot of character to him. And the voice doesn't hurt at all either. Nice. Now, Rachel, what is your arbitrary rating? Hmm. I think it was better than the first Avengers. Not as good as Winter Soldier. Nah. I'll use Matt's scale and give it a B plus. B plus. I so at this point with how many MCU movies we've had, I really am only gonna compare MCU movies to other MCU movies. Well, yeah, that's the whole that's the rating scale. Yeah, and yeah. I you can't it's compare not it to just like all movies. You can't compare to like yeah. <laughs> Other the action shining. movies, and well, like I mean, like I'm not, yeah, like so I. It wasn't as good as Casablanca, so mm. for me, like for me, I don't, I don't want to put like a number, a letter, just because I, I don't know, I feel in my own head I can't logic it out because then I'm like, well, would I rate this movie higher than that, and what would it exactly? Don't be? colonize my 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 arbitrary rating units, no, man. That's yeah, why I no. say all of us have we a all different. Feel dumb. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you all feel dumb. What I'm saying is that in my mind I will keep second guessing myself, and I'll want to come back on the mic and be like, never mind, I didn't mean 4.5, I meant 4.3. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So <laughs> that's why I said everyone use your own grading scale because. Well, I'm going to change my whenever I feel like it too. Good. Now it's now it now now the movie is sixteen banana stickers. There you go. So I my favorite MCU movie is Winter Soldier by far. Um, I like this movie a little bit more than the first Avengers, just barely. Um, I don't like it as much as Winter Soldier, and I like it slightly more than Guardians. So I think so far it's probably my third favorite Marvel movie after Winter Soldier and the original Iron Man. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I like this. I like the first Avengers more than this one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think they were about par for me. Yeah. I although, you know, Hawkeye in this movie gave this gave a lot of extra points for me. Yeah. Arbitrary points. Arbitrary map points. Arbitrary map points. <laughs> Yeah, it is nice when he's not being mind controlled. Like six point four more points. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be an ongoing grading scale. Is is map points? <laughs> yeah, this movie earned uh, three and a half map points for the uh, cameo. Yeah, you should. Uh, we should well, keep so, that going. Yeah. So I mean, so here's the thing. With one of the things, Mitch, you mentioned your favorite MCU villain, and I think. This movie showed me what I thought was the best MCU villain, and it wasn't Ultron. It was Claw. His <laughs> freaking four-minute scene, I was like, dude, I this guy Claw. is <laughs> going to kill it Claw. in whatever movie he's in. He's already killing it. I love this character. Me too. Um, I thought, I mean, I yeah, and that's with four minutes. I mean, I think, for me, he stole the villainry out of the show. Yeah. I'm... 
I'm getting slightly sad because I don't think he's going to show up. If at all, he won't show up much in Civil War, I don't think, just because it's starting to get pretty villain-loaded, and I think they would they would run the risk of, of having way too many plot threads if they have not only the Civil War, but then the Hydra thing going on, and then Martin Freeman is going to be playing a villain. Um, There's a lot of people to share screen time. A lot of people to share, and a lot of plots to share screen time, because they're going to have to resolve their conflict and then take down whatever the Baron Zemo-Hydra conflict is afterward. And so I don't think they'll be able to throw in Claw with that. Maybe he's attached to it somehow. Um, but I, he's definitely going to be in Black Panther, and I can't wait to see more of him because, yeah, he was No, that made me super awesome. excited. I mean, I was sort of fenced uh, with the Black Panther. And, and uh, yeah, we can hear it on all the other mics, Jason. Jason's chewing chips. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that uh, you should probably just cut that out too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I agree. You know, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, okay, Black Panther movie, maybe. And then, yeah, four minutes of claw and I'm sold. Yeah. He yeah. was in that South African accent. Like, is there anything Andy Serkis can't do? It was so Well, perfect. but he was not even just the accent. Like he's, he's, he seemed like he, you got such personality out of just those. Oh like, yeah. Just the whole cuttlefish thing about and how like <laughs> inane that is. But I it's love how perfect. every single time somebody laughs in the theater. I've seen it five times now, and every <laughs> single time somebody laughs and he goes cuttlefish. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so great. And how like fucking and <laughs> the Quicksilver grabbing the candy really quick and his like look, and then immediately yeah. just like, well, I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, he stole scene. all his screen time. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. So good. Yeah, so so good. All right. Um, are there any comments you want to make about the future of the MCU after this? Any whether it's crazy theories you have or opinions you have on on where it's going or anything like that before we uh, before we send it off? No, I'm just optimistic. With... Yeah. I mean, I don't think they've done us wrong yet. So. So, one question I'll ask from this point. We, you know, and obviously we're looking forward pretty heavily towards Civil War at the end of this movie, but we do still have Ant-Man, and, and we've got, obviously, the entire Phase 3 of Marvel movies. What's the one that has, what's the one Marvel movie that has yet to come that has you most excited, and why? Starting with Rachel. I think I'd pick Ant-Man. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Because I'm extremely curious about it. Every time I see the trailer, I get more excited about it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm very curious how they'll play up how ridiculous <laughs> Ant Man is. Yeah, but I think it'll be really good. I, I do too. And honestly, I'm, I'm very tempted right now to put myself on a blackout for any more Ant Man news. I am too. I, I don't want to know anymore. I yeah. just want to watch it. Exactly. And I think I'm, it's, yeah, a, I think it's a generally a good habit. It really is. Yeah. And actually, I knew this too is, much about this it was. This is something I was going to suggest for a future podcast, hmm. um, and we can go into more detail because I think it's a p- pretty pertinent topic in terms of spoiler culture, news blackouts, like trying to figure out like what you need to get excited about a movie and what's just too much information. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I yeah, agree. There's way too much information. I went on blackout for. Avengers. Yeah. And I didn't and I should have. I'm on 100% yeah. Star Wars Blackout and I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. I, yeah. Yeah. 
So, Mitch, the, uh, the the Phase 3 question, or the rest of the Marvel movies question, what are you looking for? We're talking to? outside of Civil War, right? Um, even even Civil War, if that's what you're... I'm just... Yeah. Mm. Any, any Marvel movie know. that has Mitch yet to come. excited for Infinity War, because he wants to see Thanos <laughs> kick some ass. Yeah, that's probably what I'm looking <laughs> most forward to, but outside of that, and my extreme love for Thanos, <laughs> because he is my father... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Oh, probably Captain Marvel. Really? Yeah. I mean, the character has a lot of depth, and I'm pretty excited to see where Civil or Marvel goes with a female lead character. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of origins they could tell. I mean, there's like a lot of of ways they could tell her origin. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And with that, let's get Marvel marketing some girl toys and apparel. Seriously. Because it is harder than shit to fucking shop for my daughter. Yeah. It's getting ridiculous. And then when my boys are asking me, we've got a Guardians of the Galaxy cup, and they're like, where's Gamora? Man, that's bullshit. Come on, Marvel. Get your shit together. uh, I'm not one for, like, you know upping the competition with DC and Marvel because I think that both are great, obviously. But I will just take my one little DC fanboy win of the day and say that DC (laughs) will be the first to actually release a female superhero movie. They already have. They did. It was Catwoman, and it sucked. That wasn't a female superhero (laughs) movie. That was Halle Berry (laughs) shitting all over something I love. <laughs> Didn't they do a Supergirl movie back in the day too? Yeah, that was they did. But that was a direct to video. We're talking was like, it with yeah. Helen Slater? Yeah, I watched it, it all bad. the time. Yeah, I remember having that on VHS back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like in the current. Yeah, like obviously it's not the very first, but I mean, like the first female lead superhero in the current state of like how superhero movies have have been like since the start of the MCU first one to be released but then marvel's beaten them with the first black lead character so that's fair that's i think fair. it evens out but i mean the biggest thing mar or dc does a much better job at marketing apparel and toys for a younger female audience than marvel does much better and i mean yeah my that's, daughter that's, it's has caught on to my anti-dc stuff so she won't touch anything that's Wonder Woman or anything. Yeah, people. And she can't find anything that is Marvel. I'm in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) I want Marvel girl things for myself. And all you can find is DC girl things because DC knows how to market. All I can find is Wonder Woman stuff. You even went on a website like superhero stuff. And they've got nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, same question to you, Matt. Uh, I'll give you guys... One guess which movie I'm most excited for. Doctor Strange. No, but I am super excited about <laughs> Ant-Man. No. If you steal mine, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Black Panther. I can't control I which yeah, ones I, I like. Control either. Just go for it. Uh, Spider-Man, guys. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The Ant-Man was a joke Absolutely. because you said you weren't looking forward to it last week. I don't know, Ant-Man. I'm, 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 I'm super curious about Ant-Man. I'm not like... I don't know. We'll see what Ant-Man holds. But I'm... Crazy excited about a Marvel-led Spider-Man that's, that Kevin Feige's going to have his input and it's going to be proper and I'll finally get something that I can be really excited about. Hell because yeah. I, I, the original Tobey Maguire ones didn't hate them but didn't love them. 
They were good movies, but like they they were off. I just yeah, I wasn't wasn't doing it. Then the they were great for their time. And I then, mean to see Spidey swinging around. Yeah, it was yeah. All, it was great, but didn't do it. Then Andrew Garfield, the first Amazing Spider-Man. I was I I I had a lot of fun watching it, and I was got really excited about that. And then the second one just crashed. And so um, I liked a lot of things about the second one, but yeah, overall there was there were problems. No, I'm so I'm just like he's back. We'll get get a proper Spidey. I'm uh, really super excited, but, but you know what? I'm super excited about a Doctor Strange movie. I am too. Hell yeah! That's because, my second because Bengal Dick Cumbersnap. Like I don't oh. care about him. I care about. Oh, like, I care about him. I do too. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a Cumberbitch. He'll be great, but what I want to see is like. All the dark dimensions and demons oh, and yeah. crazy yes. creatures. Oh, yeah. That's going to yeah. be amazing. I really hope Mephisto shows up. You think it'll be Mephisto? My guess I is... I don't think so, but my, I hope. My vote's on Dormammu. Dormammu. That's probably... Yeah. I mean, he's more yeah. closely tied to the, the origin, but I just want Mephisto to show up. Just because... Maybe yeah. I want anything Doctor you, Strange to show yeah. up. But, yeah. Make a horror movie. Make it creepy. Make it dark. It's oh, a horror oh, director. Yeah. Scott Derrickson. Exactly. Yeah. So. Anywho, it's, uh, you're up, Jason. So I, the one I'm looking in, I, I've gone back and forth on this so many times because honestly, I mean, really, if there were like, there's not a single MCU movie that I don't think any of us are looking forward to. Like, I think they're all super promising and I think there's tons of things that we'll like about all of them and we'll probably enjoy all of them. Um, but really the one that I'm actually looking forward to the most is in humans. Reason being... It's a completely new dimension to the MCU that we haven't thus far seen. You know, like we've seen Inhumans show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we haven't seen the actual society, the royalty of Inhumans, and, and the whole Black Terrigen Bolt. Mist ceremony, Black Bolt, the actual the first family of Inhumans. But even more than that, it's now coming after Infinity War, which means that this is sort of going to set the stage for where Marvel goes after this first giant three-arc play that they've been telling with their movies and i'm, I'm crazy excited about that because like i have no idea where they're going after after phase three you know like are they going to completely abandon the rest of the stuff that's come before or just the original avengers or what you know where are they going after that and i think that inhumans will kind of be the kind of like what ant-man will be to phase three inhumans it seems like will be to phase four where it's still part of phase three but it's kind of Ju- you know, propelling you it's forward shifting. into phase four. It yeah. could be. Kind of I mean, it's probably going to yeah. be a lot more important than Ant Man too, because I mean, you do bring up a good point. I mean, we've been leading up to Infinity War forever. I mean, since, since almost pretty much the beginning. Yeah. So I like since your point. Cap really, because they yeah they the Tesseract first showed up in Cap. You know, so, I mean, you know what my 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 pessimistic outlook is on Inhumans is that they put it after Infinity, just in case they didn't want to drop it. I don't think that's that why because they Spider-Man? it was because of Spider Man because they were originally going to have it in the middle of the two Infinity War movies along with Captain Marvel, but yeah. then when Spider Man came around, they had to push back from from Thor three back. They had to push all the movies back, uh, and so that's why that's why Inhumans uh, got the boot back because they didn't want to push Infinity War Part two back further than. Than it already was. Got Fucking you. Spider-Man ruining yeah. everything. For Messing the with everyone's crap. Whatever. Guys. Your stupid little boy. Can I say really quick? I am starting to. Um, I said stupid little boy, meaning Spider-Man himself, Peter Parker. But uh, I'm actually really like 
I language. <laughs> I almost can't picture anyone but Asa Butterfield at this I point. I keep thinking I, of him I, as me too. Spider-Man. I really hope it's him because yeah. I think he'll just nail it. At first, I didn't like the idea, and like now, when I when I'm hearing like little rumors about Spider-Man, I'm picturing Asa Butterfield. Oh, I am too. Okay, so I'm not familiar with who he is. What's Ender. he been in? He was in Ender's Game. Yeah, he's the kid from Ender's Game. Um, he was in that. Hugo. Did you see Hugo? Unfortunately, with so. kid actors, they don't have long illustrious careers. Yeah, because they're kids. Um, is he the main he little boy the role of Spider-Man? Yeah, I I like him a lot. He was good as Ender. I, I mean, that movie had problems and yes, major. Speaking of adaptations, problems. that one was a yeah. We bad already went one. through that last time. We did, yes. and every time it comes back up, I just let us put a hold for all future down conversations regarding hole. Ender's Game. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, just know that. It was upsetting. Yeah. Um, really quick before we go, where can we find all of you on social media, Matt? Um, Facebook.com backslash Matt Hockett Photography. That's a forward slash, actually. Whatever it is. Backslash starts at the left on the top and goes down to the right. Forward slash I just, starts at I, the left I, on the I choose my own names for my <laughs> characters. <laughs> uh, Mitch. You can find me on Twitter at Mitch underscore Wolverine. And then we've also got the Savage Land podcast, Facebook, oh, yeah. and you can reach us on Twitter at Savage Land Pod, P O D. Yep. Find us. Rachel. Uh, I'm on Twitter at I Am Dancing Mad. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at A White Kid, or you can check out um, the TMBC main pages, any social network at That Might Be Cool. Anyone like to send us off with our final words? Volunteer. Love you all. Yes, keep listening. <laughs> we don't love you in the way that we want to touch you. We love you in the way that we want you to keep listening to us. <laughs>